0: starting in a in in the October series is go. How's that for a a sermon series? Somebody shout go. Go. So the message go is this according to God's word in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. It's just the great commission go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So one of the questions that is asked is like this. What part of go do you not understand? Anybody hear me? What part of go? Did Jesus say go? How many believe he said go? Yes. Okay, so uh, we've asked you to specifically uh, go and get students today. Bring your students to church. All right. Got any kids in church today? Any teenagers at church? So today is... Pick, is picture day uh, right here in the auditorium after service? Right here on the platform. I want every teenager to come up here, every young person come up here, and we're going to take pictures of you. It's church picture day. All right, and it doesn't cost anybody anything. But they'll, they'll be great, uh, and we'll get them to you, put them on our website, whatever. So, uh, also next Sunday is friends and family. How many have some friends? Isn't that special? Okay. Oh, yeah. How many have some friends? Anybody have friends? All right. So how many have some friends who need who could come to church with you? Anybody have friends? You say, I don't know. It's because you didn't ask them. Go ask. Okay. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about relationships. Friends. And family, you got some family that hasn't been here in a while. And then the next week, I want you to find some neighbors, some people that live around. Ask somebody at the grocery store. So we're going to take you on different levels of going. We're just going to practice it. What we're doing, say, Pastor, that's not really going. No, but we're priming the pump. We're we're stirring the pot. That's what we're doing. Just stirring it up. Some little things. And then in the future, let's do it on some large levels. How many would like to see a thousand people come to Jesus in the next year. Anybody want to see a thousand come to Jesus? Anybody? Why not? Let's do it. We're the church. So go. Let's look at this scripture. Okay. Uh, Matthew 28. This and Jesus came to them and he said to his disciples, first of all, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So who has all the authority? Jesus. Okay. Now, this is an opportunity. He says, because I have authority. This is what he's saying. Now I'm giving you authority. You're going to go in my authority. And he says, therefore, because of that, go. I have the authority to, tell, to call you, and I have the authority to send you. Go and make disciples of all nations. Just because people are church doesn't mean they're disciples. Okay? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Anybody heard that part? What should we teach them to obey? Everything. everything or just specific things everything so we want to be a good church okay we don't want to play this you know if we do things this way maybe everybody no we're going to stay the church all right we're not going to we're not going to try to crucify Jesus again we're going to keep believing in Jesus and then he says and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and then he says this this sounds like Joshua 1 and 9 doesn't it and surely I am with you to the very end of the age so he's going to be with us as we go through the Holy Spirit so what we want to do today is we're going to focus somewhat on our students. Is that all right? Yes. And, uh, uh, and you know, you may not realize all the amazing things that your students know about farming. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road when I'm going to ride till I can't
1: no more. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road when I'm going to ride till I can't no more. We're planting. Why are you planting? Cuz we are farmers. <laughs> you're not farmers, okay? Um I appreciate the costumes, but all you're doing is throwing seeds on the carpet. You can't you can't grow things on carpet. You need soil. We need soil? We yeah, <laughs> need soil. No, don't go <laughs> You just put dirt on the ground. Okay, is it gonna work now? No, you just put dirt on the ground. They're gonna blame Youth group, for this. <laughs> Listen, you need more than just soil. You need, like, water. Oh, water, water, water. You need water. <laughs> All right, now you're just making mud. I know what else we need. It's just wet dirt, What? We need light. Right, you need sun. It's growing, oh, it's growing, oh, it's growing. it's growing. It's growing, it. 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 whoa. whoa. You're not. No, it's not growing. That's just. That's just a light from a phone. I know what we need what. We need fertilizers. No! 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 Okay, listen, guys. So no on the fertilizer. No. Okay. Listen, I appreciate you guys. You guys want to be farmers, right? Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. You guys look the part. Well, at least most of you do. Yeah, Diamond, dress up right, brightly. I'm um, <laughs> listen, you want to be, you want to be farmers. that can teach you how to plant things that will grow. The problem is these seeds will never take root. How, how do you know, you know that? You don't See, know that. Are you a root? You don't look like a root. Ooh. <laughs> listen, the seeds will never take root. They won't get through the carpet or the wood or even the foundation, the concrete that's underneath. It'll just never take root. If you guys want to to be farmers, I can teach you how to be farmers. Really? Okay. Yeah, we just yeah. have to go outside where there's soil and sunlight, not phone lights. And there's Yay. water outside and real fertilizer, not shade fertilizer.
0: They have made such a mess on the carpet up here, so. Uh, let's hear it for Access Youth Group and our Associate Pastor, Preston. And carpet cleaners. Let's hear it for carpet cleaners. Uh, I want to I want to talk to you from the topic, go rock. Somebody say go rock. Go, go rock. rock. Go rock. Go rock. Got makes you feel like rock and roll. that like. go, go rock. Come on, where's my '80s crowd at? Anybody here? <laughs> come on, anybody Led Zeppelin folks or anything? Somebody shout go, rock. So go, go rock. rock, go rock, go rock. I don't know. I don't think they get it. I I, I just realized how irrelevant I am sometimes. You know, just. Yeah. It, you know, the seasons that you go through, but I want to be relevant and I know how to do this. So I don't want to preach this a message by myself today. I need students. I need junior high school students, high school students. I need students just to come up here in the front. I just need you to come up here. I got something for you. Come on. Come on down. Come on down. Say, that's embarrassing. Yup. You think, come on, just come and stand here. Stand, stand here in the front. Okay. Come on. Hang out with me for a while. Just hang out. Hang on, just stand right down there. Stand right down there. Stand right there. Okay. That's it. Oh boy. Okay, this is good. Alright, some of you guys may have to slide around here. Okay, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. This is too good. This is here for teenagers, okay? I do have I do have candy. Here's some candy. Everybody grab candy. Alright, look, I'm taking care of students right now. This is the way that you take care of students, okay? Here's the way you do it. Look, they're coming now. Here they come. Look! I got people who think they're students, all right? Yeah, there's candy. There's candy, okay? It's on the floor. Just look. I tell you what. Just sit down. Just sit down right there. Sit down. Lean up against the people behind you or something. Sit around here. You got to be able to see me. You got to be able to see me. Sit on that direction. Yeah, turn around so you can... Here's more candy. How many are uncomfortable? Anybody uncomfortable? Here, more candy. Look how happy the kids are. So point number one. If you want the next generation to be happy, give them candy. I don't have enough other ways. I'll be right back. Don't go away, guys. Don't go away. I got this, too, because some of you look very uncomfortable. All right. Here's some. Here. Y'all sit on those. Okay. Here. You might have to share these. Sit on those. Here's a cushion. Anybody need a cushion? I got three or four cushions. All right. Look, I won't. I'm not going to preach really long today. Famous pastor. Last words. Okay. And here. Just share. Share them. Okay. Share them. There's one. There's a, another one. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. Okay. Okay, get a chair because my bag is like empty now. Anybody want the bag? Okay, there's the bag. There's that. Okay. Get close. Get close. All right. And uh, uh, so I want to talk to you about this word. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will like him to a, to a man whose house Is built on a rock, all right? So, uh, so far, it seems like the best thing I could do to get you guys up front today was to give you candy. And uh, I don't have water. I can give it to you later, okay? I should have brought water and some cushions. Listen, if you don't have a cushion to sit on right now, just sit on the person next to you, okay? (laughs) All right? And uh, let let me just teach you a few things, okay? Uh, I want you to know... That you are living in a very weird world. I thought my world was weird when I was your age. Can I get an amen that the world is yeah. really getting weird? Okay, I didn't have to deal with a bunch of the junk that you're dealing with. I did not. Uh, I dealt with I dealt with junk, but it's getting weirder and weirder all the time. Uh, like you were singing that "Take My Horse to the Old Town Road" song. Uh, I don't I don't understand that, but but at least it sounded a little country. Any Got any country folk in the house? Anybody country? Where my country folk at? Two of you. The rest of you are afraid to lift your hands. Uh, listen, they were singing songs when I was a kid that should have been illegal. All right? I was listening. Anybody, anybody like Rod Stewart? Okay. All right. Have you ever listened to some of the songs that he sang before? All right, they, there should have been like a major rating, but they were like on the radio before you went to school when you were 12, all right? Come to me, my, I ain't singing the rest of that. I'm not gonna sing. Uh, we, but we listened to that stuff and it was like really normal. The, the message then and now was if you, if you can find satisfaction, then it's okay it's all it was a it's a message that says as long as you're okay it doesn't matter what people believe you've got to believe what you believe and you've got to find yourself and you've got to you know don't let don't let people push you around when it comes to what you believe you got to find out what's right for you well what if what's right for you is wrong what if it's destructive Anybody ever heard of the um, romance of Romeo and Juliet? Okay? Anybody ever heard of Romeo and Juliet? Doesn't that sound like a love story? It's not. It's about a 13 and a 17 year old that died and killed six people with them. That's Romeo and Juliet. It's about a family that was broken, about a nation that was broken, about kingdoms that were broken. And people were just dying. Do you know that God has a better way for you to live? And part of the way that he's doing that is just. It's through something called his word. Say the Bible. Just say that. How, how many have a Bible? I mean, not with them. Do you have one at your house? OK. OK. If you don't have one and you ask me for one, I'm going to get you one. All right. Uh, but uh If you have a Bible, that's a priority. But ultimately, you're going to learn about someone named Jesus. So how many believe in Jesus? Okay. so if you believe in Jesus, how many identify with Jesus? So how many would say that Jesus is the savior of the world? Anybody believe that Jesus is the savior of the world? How many believe that Jesus, here's another term, it's a weird world. Jesus is the boss. Jesus is the Lord. Anybody believe that? Come on. So, somebody say this. Just shout it. Say, I believe in Jesus. I am a follower of Jesus and a lot of other stuff. See, that's the problem. Let me talk to some students and families today. I think everything would change if we would learn how to be better farmers. Here's our problem. You see what's up here on the ground right now? Seeds. Young plants. And I want you to know that what you do is going to help determine whether or not they grow and bear righteous fruit. Everything that's going on in your life right now. Here's one of the things that I hear constantly, you know, about broken families, broken marriages, broken homes. And, uh, and I know, you know, I'm not going to let you lift your hands right now, but I would guess that a lot of you have dealt with a lot of brokenness. And some of these people here in the room, it wasn't that that was your, their intention, but lots of people have dealt with brokenness. And here's what I find. Here's what I find. Brokenness often goes through generations. Amen. It's like grandpa had this going on and mom and dad had this going on. And, and then you actually hear things like this. Marriage just doesn't work. It's like an old fashioned idea. So those are belief systems that are wrong that we receive from generations, but not from the Word of God. So let's get back to farming just for a moment. When parents, when parents, when grandparents impact our lives positively with the Word of God, the good news is, listen, you have a 100% chance of of making your marriage and your family work when you base it upon the Word of God. And you have a 100% chance of success when you base your life upon the Word of God. That's really what we're talking about in the Scripture when we say, go rock. Come on, let's look at this word again. Jesus says, Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. Look at the rest of this verse, okay? He says this, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat down on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. Now read the next one. But everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. So this is a promise. Here's a couple of promises, okay? You ready? You like promises? Here's a promise from Jesus. Promise number one, you will have serious difficulties in life. Promise. Promise. (coughs) Now me, Pastor Rick. I'm getting my education. You will, tell somebody, you will. Tell the person next to you right there. Look at them, look at them, kind of cock your head a little bit and say, you're gonna have problems, okay? (laughs) You're going to, listen, you're going to have serious problems. So uh, that's why he says build your house on the rock. And the rock is Jesus, according to Scripture. But, but get this. How many would love to live on the beach? And that that be great? Okay, so imagine living on the beach. In fact, let's say that we gave you some land and you went out and built your house on the beach. Here's what happens when you build your house on the beach. Hopefully you dig and put a foundation. But if you just went out there and said, I don't need a foundation. I'm just going to build my house. Then the tide's going to come in. And you know what's going to happen to your house? It's just going to collapse and it's going to be sucked out into the ocean. And then you're going to say, God, why did you let me build my house here? And then it got all destroyed. And the reality is, is that he said, don't build your house on the sand. That's a foolish thing to do. So what Christ is saying is if you build your house upon his word, that is the foundation of your life. And, and here's the deal. How many have already had some bad stuff happen? Wave at me. Anybody had some bad stuff? How about out here? Anybody had some bad stuff? So here's the deal. I need, need somebody to help me out. Okay. I need a, one of the guys. Come here. Have Come here. Come here. Okay. So. All right. Here. Put this on. Okay. All right. This is really cool. I got this at Walmart. All right, here. All right, hold this. Hold, push the button right there. Yeah, there you go. There we go. All right, scare people. S- start scaring them. <laughs> <laughs> say, say that again. <laughs> right. Come on, come on. Ah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna jump up and, no, keep it on. Keep it on. Use your hands and stuff and your posture and all that. Roar! Okay. How many of you are frightened? Anybody frightened out there? Anybody Okay, jump up and down this time and do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a gifted actor right here. Okay. So notice that none of you are, are frightened. Alright, so you know on October thirty-first, you come out to the carnival and you see somebody like this, you're probably not gonna run for your life, are you? Okay, but here's one of the deals, here's one of the problems. So we see something like this and we say, there's no such thing as evil. These are just cartoons and all of that. Now, this is a cartoon, okay? This is, this is nothing to be afraid of. But I want you to know that there is a real devil. And in the world, here's what you need to know. We're living in a highly... No, you need to stand there for a minute, okay? All right. Uh, do you want to take it off? Okay. <laughs> You want to put it back on now? Okay. Push the button. There you go. So good. All right. Yeah, do it again. Okay. So here's the deal. Here's what I want you to know. There is a real devil. Just say it with me. There is a real devil. If you've read the word, it really exists. And sometimes you wonder and you ask yourself this question. If God exists, why do bad things happen in the world? You are not in heaven yet. You're in a world where there is brokenness and there is evil in the world. I'm not talking about this guy. I'm saying there's real evil in the world. Don't let a season like this confuse you. There is real evil. Now, here's what you got to know. If you build your house on the rock, no matter what this guy does, you're still going to be victorious. Okay. Now, watch this. Watch this. I have... Put that back on your face, okay? I have power over him. Did you see that? I have power over him. He might cause you difficulty. He might bring storms in your life. But we have the power of the name of Jesus to say, get behind me, Satan. You don't have any authority over me anymore. Thanks for this I'm telling you this because some of us think... That if anything bad happens in our life, it's because God did it. Because God allowed it. We are in a broken world and it's a clash of kingdoms. How many have ever seen war? Have you heard about war? You know there's war going on in the world right now. How many know that? There's war going on in the world right now. There are people that die. There are people that believe evil things and do evil things. And you hear about shootings and stuff like this. You say, how could God allow this? We're in a broken world. But you are not broken because you are a part of the kingdom of light. You are a part of the kingdom of Jesus. And if you believe in Jesus, you don't have to be afraid of the enemy. Somebody back there shout amen. amen. all kinds of scripture to support that. I'm not going to spend all my time on that. But the second point I want to make is simply this. Jesus promises security to those who obey his word. Security and success. How many want to be successful? Secure. It's kind of nice, isn't it? So here's the point. He says, The house did not fall because it was founded on the rock. If you found yourself on God, upon his word, I did not say you wouldn't be attacked, but I said that you would be successful. And that's why the scripture says, like in Ephesians 6, put on the the, the, the salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word. In Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I, I want you to understand this. The enemy wants to wreck your dreams, but God wants you to anchor yourself in him. So if you have educational plans, if you have other plans in your life, that's why you got to pray like all the time. You got to stay in the word of God, because if you do things God's way, you will succeed. I promise you, if you do things God's way, you will succeed. Okay, now I'm going to show you another promise. It's kind of weird here. Jesus promises failure to everyone who disobeys his word. Everyone who disobeys his word, he promises them failure. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Um, Anybody know the big butt doctrine? You've ever heard the big butt doctrine? That's right. I said big butt. Okay. Here's the big butt doctrine. Okay. Ready? I believe the Bible, but... Here's another one, all right? I know about Jesus, but. I would go to church, but. I believe, but. It's like it doesn't work for me. You know who's telling you that? It's the enemy that's telling you that. Watch me, listen. The word of God works every time. It's not always popular to live by the word of God. Anybody sitting on a cushion right now? Anybody sitting on a cushion? Anybody? Can I let me see your cushion? Okay. you notice what's really cool about this cushion? When you sit down on it, do you feel the floor? No, you don't. You know why? Because the cushion conforms to your butt. Did I teach something to anybody just now? You see, when you don't build your life upon the rock, Jesus, then everything conforms to your flesh and your desires. You say, I would serve God, but it would change me. It would change my decisions and change the way I live. That's exactly the point. Go home today, find a big rock and go sit on it. You say, well, that hurts my butt a little bit. I'm saying that's exactly the point I'm making. When you follow the Lord, it's not always popular. And when you say, no, I believe what God says about life. And I believe what God says about eternity. And I believe what God says about marriage. And I believe what God says about sexuality. When I believe those things, sometimes it seems like it hurts in order to conform myself to that. The enemy just wants to keep you comfortable. And God wants to make you eternal. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. He's changing you. He's securing you. Romans eight twenty nine says this. He also predestined you to be conformed to the likeness of his son. So when I sit on a rock, I get up and I look like that rock. You see what I'm saying? When I sit on the rock, when I stand up after I've been laying on Jesus, I look more like Jesus when I stay in his word and stay in his truth then I am changed to be like him. So I know this is the truth. Some of us have lived that. I mean, some people say like marriage doesn't work. Don't tell me that. Before my mother died, my mom and dad were married 44 years. You know, then my dad remarried after my mama passed away. He's been married for another 20, another, another almost 20 years now. Isn't that wild? And I, you know, Diane and I, we've been married for 38 years. Preston and Lindsay are getting ready to celebrate their 15th wedding anniversary. Lauren and Felicia living in Los Angeles are getting ready to celebrate their 18th wedding anniversary. My grandparents love and live for God. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying what... Do you realize... That you could be the first individual to break the generational bondage that's been in your life. Look, some of you right now, you're dealing with stuff in your own life. And you're trying to say, am I going to go God's way? Am I going to quit? Am I going to give up? Do you realize that you could be the first family that makes it with your last name? Go ahead. Stand up and say, I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to be a gold medalist for the word of God. I'm going to accomplish great things. Somebody say, I'm going to be first. Somebody shout, I'm going to be first. I'm going to be first. Okay, so here's your action steps. You guys like action steps? It's like, oh, I hear all of this, Pastor. What do I do? Okay, here's your action steps. Number one, surrender your identity to Jesus Christ. Say it. Just read it with me. Surrender your identity to Jesus. Ephesians 5. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his children. Live a life with love, following the example of Christ. And we used to have this. It was in the 90s, uh, early 2000s. Anybody remember the 90s? Never mind. Okay, All right. It was called WWJD. What is it? How many have heard that before? WWJD, what would Jesus do? And somebody decided that's just not cool. You know, what would Jesus do? So we used to have all these bracelets we'd wear. What would Jesus do? You know, in fact, I want you to know that I think it's a really great concept. I think you ought to in every situation, especially in those question marks, say, what would Jesus do? You say, well, I don't know what Jesus would do. Jesus says, if you want to know what I would do, go look at my word. All right. And if you're struggling with it, go ask somebody who knows the word, not somebody who pretends to know the word of God. You know what I'm saying? There are some people say, I'm a Christian and I can do what? Listen, I'm saying put your faith completely in the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Now, when you put your faith in him, you're going to be saved and you're going to be changed. Okay? it's by grace that you've been saved. Ephesians 2, Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God is raised from the dead. You'll be saved. Now, what does that make you when you're saved? Okay? here's your new identity. You ready? Just keep looking up at the screen and just read it as you see it. The first thing it says, I am no longer a slave to sin. I don't have to sin anymore. You got that? Say it. I am no longer a slave to sin. You guys got to yell it at me and make me nervous. Okay, say it again. I am no, no longer a slave. slave to sin. Next one. I am God's child. See, you're yelling now. I like that. All right? Say it again. I am God's child. Next one. I am God's heir. I am heir. Does that make sense to you? So, excuse me, what's an heir? Heir that means you get an inheritance okay that means everything that belongs to god he's going to make sure you have everything that you need in eternity so say it again i'm god's heir i'm god's heir you know the next one say it i, I am forgiven. forgiven shout that one I am, forgiven. I, am forgiven. I am forgiven keep going keep going i am correct i am right in god's eyes I am right in next one i am forever loved I can do anything with the strength of Christ. Now keep reading with me. Read it with me. Ready? I am a work in progress. Wave at me if you're a work in progress. Anybody? A lot of old people like that. Okay. I am provided for and I am victorious. That's your new identity in Jesus Christ. Anybody victorious through Jesus? So you're going to succeed. Shout it. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to accomplish things. So your action step is simply this. Your action is surrender your identity to Jesus. So whatever you're going to do, it's about who you are in Christ. And your next action step is this. Be willing to do the hard and unpopular things that God tells you to do, that God's word tells you to do. It's tough to do things that are not popular, isn't it? It's for me, too. You know, it's tough. Um, But Ephesians 5 says, Carefully determine what pleases the Lord and take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It takes work, doesn't it? Any athletes down here? What sport do you play? Baseball. Baseball. Cool. Anybody else? What do you play? Basketball. What do you play Lacrosse. Swimming. Basketball. Anybody else? Anyway. Soccer. Soccer? Baseball? You know what I found out? That uh, you know, when I was in high school and I played football and uh, I remember that we would take a certain day during what we call two-a-days and we would all go out on the field and we didn't know how to play soccer but they threw a ball out and we'd kick it around because we were not allowed to stop running because they were building our cardio. So you don't just one day go out and say, I'm an athlete, I'm going to play soccer. You work out. Am I right? You don't just say, I'm going to play baseball and never run. You don't do this. But sometimes Christians say, you know, I'm a Christian now, but I'm not going to work things out. I'm not going to work out. And I'm telling you that sometimes working things out is doing those things that are not necessarily popular to everyone else. Okay, for instance, all right, Uh, here's something that everybody needs to know. In 10 years, within the next 10 years, all of these people sitting up here on the floor are going to make life decisions that are going to impact them for the rest of their life. And some of you are going to have to listen to the Lord so that you don't say, Well, honey, if it makes you happy. Or you will say something like this: just follow your heart. Anybody anybody hear what I'm teaching you right now? Rather than saying, let's see what God's Word says about this. Let's pray together. Let's call on the Lord because your identity is first in the Lord Jesus. Here's something I'll tell you right now. Okay, oh, look, look at me. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Has anybody ever dated? Don't raise your hand right now. Your mothers and fathers are watching. Okay, listen. Don't ever consider dating someone that doesn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We call it being unequally yoked together. Your faith should be fundamental you say but I'm in love with them don't believe that what you're really saying is I feel very attracted to them so I must be with them don't follow the laws of attraction because in our culture right now we believe if you feel attracted then that attraction identifies you you are attracted because of the Lord Jesus Christ anybody want to get married one day so was, don't put your hands up right now. Okay, put your hands up. Right okay. It's great. Marriage is like the greatest thing ever. I mean, Diana was my childhood sweetheart. And I've been married. I mean, we've been married for 38 years. and But she was my girlfriend long before that. At the same time, she's the only one I've ever known. She's the only person I've ever been with. And some people say that's an impossibility. But we went to church together when we were kids and we prayed together. You know what we do every day? Every morning. Every morning. We open up the Bible and read it together. Every morning, we ask each other how we're doing. Every morning, we join hands and we take time to pray and ask the Lord to lead us and guide us. And we pray for you and our church. We pray for our children. Every day, we do that. And I might say, well, Pastor, you don't have to pray every day. Look at me. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You do. It doesn't work. It's not necessary. That's a lie. You're supposed to pray continually. So it's your action step. Be willing to do the things that are unpopular. All right. You want another action step? Oh, let me let me keep reading this because since I'm reading action steps, I got more scripture on this. How many really want to know what God's word says? Do you really want to know? Okay. Because here's what His word says in Ephesians five verse three: Let there be no sexual impurity or immorality, impurity, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. It doesn't mean you can't laugh. That's not what he's saying. You know what he's talking about here. I don't have to explain that. Instead, let there be thankfulness. Now look in verse 6. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse their sins, for the anger of God will fall on them who disobey him. That's a frightening little scripture, isn't it? So don't disobey God. It moves you outside of his ability to bless. Do you see that? So you want to always walk in the plan of God. And then he says this. Don't participate in the thing in these things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. And then we have uh, Ephesians 5 and 10. That's what we read earlier. Determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part of the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. In verse 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. And that sound like mama talking? Don't you be, don't want to be acting like a fool, you know. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil, evil, evil days. Don't act Thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Did you hear that? Let me, let me give you, I'm going to give you some guidance. Don't ever get drunk. All right? Look at me. I'm going to tell you. Don't ever get drunk. Just don't do it. So well, mom and dad, they get drunk on occasion. Your mom and dad need to stop. Okay? But they don't drink. They just... And it's almost legal everywhere. Don't matter. Just because it's legal doesn't make it right. Do you know how many marriages I've counseled with? Do you know how many? How many families I've spent time with? Do you know how, if my sofa could talk, the stories it would tell? Here's what's never happened. Not one time in my life have I had a couple that sat down who was in struggle and they said, Pastor Rick, we used to be in struggle, but we discovered vodka and now we're happy again. Never happened never happened. Can I just tell you this? You would be better off not to have dreams of one day sitting around getting high, getting drunk. It'll only mess up your life. All right, can I get an amen from all the drunks out here? Okay.
1: All right.
0: Got you. Proverbs 13, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. OK, you guys let me talk to them for a moment. Listen, moms, dads, parents, future moms and dads, people who are spiritual parents. Listen to what I'm saying. Straighten out your life. If you're fussing in your marriage, your children need you more than you need your way. You need to sit down and work through your mess. And the grace of God will change your marriage, change your home. It is a possibility to have your marriage healed. Can I get an amen from someone? It is a possibility. Listen, some of you think divorce is always the answer. No, it's not. Humbling yourself before God is the answer. And if you've got unrighteousness in your life. You could be the ones that will change the future of all these seeds that are laying in the floor up here. Take them deep into the word of God. Okay, I got one more thing to say. Say praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. He's only got one more thing to say. Okay, Here it is. Read this last one with me. Get planted and stay planted. That's what's weird about these seeds up here in this little dirt. Do you know, stats tell me, that about... 90% of you, once you turn 18, will not come back to this church again. That you will leave. That's what the statistics tell me. I'm not taking that. What about you guys? Did you know that we need you here at Freedom Fellowship? We need you. I mean, look at me. I know I look good and all that, but I ain't getting any younger. And I need you preach the gospel. And I need you to disciple the next generation. I need bold, come on, I need bold Christians that will rise up and be filled with the Holy Spirit and found their lives on the rock. I need you to take the truth. And this is not brand new stuff. What I'm preaching to you is thousands of years old to take the truth and establish it. I need you to have marriages that are whole. I need you to have relationships that are righteous. I need you to say yes to God's word and no to the lies of the enemy. I need you to do that. They need you. They want to see you righteous and holy. I want to see you serving God for the rest of your life. Will you guys stand that? Stand with me on that? Will you? All right, everybody, stand up. Everybody, stand up. Let's give thanks to God for His word today. All right, now just stand there. Would you throw those blankets and pillows back at me? Just go ahead, throw them at me if you would. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Julia, that was a good shot. Okay. All right. Look. You know what you just did? You decided you're not gonna base your life on the sand. You just gave me all of your comfort in this world. You threw it at me and I took it. All right, I took the hit. No, Jesus took the hit. You see what I'm saying? You're not sitting on the pillows anymore. Now you're standing on the truth of God's word. You got me? Standing on the truth of God's word. We're making a decision. Come close to me. Come close. Come real close. Come close. Okay, come close. Do you guys know anybody down here? Anybody know anybody down here? She's coming back us up. Coming back us up, all right? Coming back us up. You got some kids up here? Come and back them up. Come and stand behind them. Come and get behind them. Your kids up here, if not, I got Katrina. Dedicated heart to Jesus a long time ago. How old are you now? 13. Old people. How old are you? 16. You driving? She's driving. How old are you? 15? 16? 16? What? 13? Get? How old are you? How many 13-year-olds are up here? Any 13-year-olds? Okay. That's really cool. It's kind of like 13 is like, like that point in your life where you're supposed to be diving into the Word of God. It's historic in uh, Jewish community. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You should just be into the Word. You should have, like, your own Bible. Parents, if they don't have one, like maybe, a, you know, a, a, a study Bible, NIV study Bible, a student edition Bible, you know you can order them on Amazon. You know that, you know. You should just be into the Word. You know we have youth group, like here, Access is on. Where you at, Becca? Is Becca around here? We have a youth group every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. You say, I can't do that. I got too many homework. Listen, your homework, your homework will... Be smoother if you build your faith in the Lord Jesus. You guys ready to serve the Lord Jesus? You're not in this by yourself. You see those this family, these family members that have stood with you? I got a lot more. Anybody else want to come and join us? Anybody else? Come on. Anybody else want to come and join us? Come on. Give us. Come on. Come on. Come on. In fact, come all the way up and stand up here on the platform behind us so you can feel the strength of the church. Let's start this way as they come. Hold your hands up like this, like money is raining down from heaven. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. Yeah, you see, like, like the candy in your hand. It's so cool. <laughs> don't don't lose that Nestle's Crunch Bar. Okay. Okay. Hold your hands out like this. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Let's make some decorations all over the room. You ready? Lord Jesus. I believe, I believe that, you that you are the Christ. You died for me. You died, I Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, believe I, believe I believe that you rose from the dead. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I believe, I believe that, you that you are the only way. You are the only way. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I ask you, I ask forgive, me of of forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life live inside of me I give my life to you I surrender my life to you stay in that posture just for a moment just stay there close your eyes and let me say in the name of Jesus what you're saying now is bold and it's powerful and I declare that because God's word is true you are children of God you are children of God now keep your hands open keep your hands open Lord Jesus Say it, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus I, receive I receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in, my life. in my life. Just stay right there. And I pray, Holy Spirit, come and rest upon these. Rest upon them, Holy Spirit. Rest upon them, I pray. Now this is what the Holy Spirit is going to do. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. So I want you to thank Him. Let's say, Lord Jesus, thank you that you will always... Show me the truth through your word. I recommit myself to your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I recommit myself to praying, to listening to your word. I want to show you some. Open your eyes. Put your hands down for a moment. You see me? I've been at this church for 33 and a half years. Almost 34 years I was the associate pastor when I came. A long time before you guys were born. You are just as much a part of the church of the Lord Jesus as I am. Do you hear me? You're just as important. Would you give him the rest of your lives? Is anybody? Would you do that? Let's say this, Lord Jesus, I give you the rest of my life. It belongs to you. Every decision I make, every choice I make, let it be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name. Listen, if these are if these are real words, if this is honesty, then we just we just. Kick the devil in the backside. I'm telling you, if this is honesty, if you're really ready to do this, but it's going to be tough because you know who we need. See the parents that are standing around you. We need you guys. We need you to hold them accountable. We need you to pray with them every day. They're going to, listen, they're going to live their lives to a great extent in what they see you do. You got to be bold for the Lord Jesus. You've got to decide that whatever God's word says, that's the life that you're going to live. Parents, do you recommit yourself to the Lord Jesus? You better shout yes. Yes. Say it. Do you recommit yourself to Jesus? To be an example to your kids? Will you raise them to know Christ? To live for Christ? That's good news. That your marriages, your families would be whole. And the generational brokenness would be stopped. In fact, I bless you in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, your sins have been washed away. Now I call you to righteousness that the Holy Spirit would rest upon your families. For those of you who are struggling in your marriages, that he would heal your marriage and you would surrender yourself to the cause of that healing, that you would surrender your will to God's will and you would find yourself whole. Listen, if you have questions, you can ask your parents, but you know who else you can ask? You can ask Becca, you can ask these leaders, uh, Carol, Club 68, whoop, whoop, you know, our associate pastor, uh, pastor of student ministries, Preston, they're always here. If you need to come and talk to us, we're here. Does this feel good? Anybody feel like we did the right thing today? Anybody good? It's Youth Day. Can I tell you, some of the folks older than you needed to hear this message today. Okay? Lay your hands. Would you do that? Lay your hands on one another. Lay your hands on the shoulders of people next to you. Grown-ups, lay your hands on them. I want you to take the next few moments. I want you to pray for one another. Would you do that? Just speak blessings and prayer over them. Would you do that? Open your mouths. Let them hear you pray. Let them hear you pray. Students, pray for one another. You walk in the power of the Lord Jesus. If there's anybody else that needs prayer, please In the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus would you pray for healing for some of their hearts some of these guys got wounds in their hearts already that they're having to overcome would you just lay your hands upon them say father heal their wounds heal the brokenness that's in their heart that they've already got the father answer the questions that they have heal them I pray in the name of Jesus heal the wounds the wounds in their heart Lord, the enemy has already said for some of them that they're going to be broken and we defy the lies of the enemy and we say that they will be well, that they will be whole in the name of Jesus. We say it so. Come on, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them in Jesus' name. You got me? You got me? You're going to live for Jesus all your life. and Serve the Lord and know the Lord. Hey, I love you, honey. Gonna live for Jesus all your life. Gonna serve Him and know Him. So proud of you. How old are you? You're old. You barely made it up here. Okay, listen. When we dismiss, this is what I want to do. Okay. When you're finished praying, I want all the students, as many of you will, just to come right up on the platform and stand right over here. Okay. I want a group picture of all of you guys that have made these decisions today. And then Danielle's take as many as you want, she'll take individual pictures of you if you want to pose. Or maybe you and a bud, okay? You and a friend or a few friends want to get together and pose. So come on up here on the platform. Let's hear it for Next Generation Freedom. Come on, let's hear it. Come on up, guys. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. If you're new to freedom, please meet us. In the Welcome Center, we'd love to spend some time with you and give you a gift. Yeah. Amen. God bless you all. Play some music, man. Play some music.